Good morning, and welcome to Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Penny C., and this is uh, Monday. Hold on just a minute. This is Monday, June 5th, 2023. Uh, Today, yeah, and so today we are reading from the big book. We are on page 84, and we're on the second paragraph. We're only reading through six sentences. So we'll be starting with, this brings us to step 10, and we'll read through six sentences, as I said, ending with, it should, be, it should continue for a lifetime. The reference number for yesterday's special edition, um, the wonderful Holland um, edition, is 20,321. Two zero three two one. The readers for today are Nancy R. For the will be reading the, the steps. Twelve traditions. Victoria L. And readers of the text are Nancy R. and Kathy S. The newcomer greeter is Colleen M. The announcements will be given by Janice P. M. And the second hour host is Matt J. F. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose is this. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery, and Nancy R. will read those for us. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, this is Nancy R. I'm a um, recovered compulsive overeater um, from Illinois. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we are powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Nancy R. And now I'm going to ask Victoria L. to read the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Hi, good morning, everyone. I'm Victoria L. I'm a compulsive overeater from Muncie, Indiana. And these are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one loving There's but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for letting me be of service, and thank you for your service. Thank you, Victoria L. Now, this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 84. We are reading from the second paragraph for six sentences only. 
beginning with, this brings us to step 10 through those six sentences, ending with, it should continue for a lifetime. And I'm going to call on Nancy R. again to start the reading for us. Hi, this is Nancy R. Um, recovered, recovered. Uh, sorry. Hi, this is Nancy R. Uh, recovered um, overeater from um, Illinois. This thought brings us to step ten, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. So here we are at step 10. Um, for the last 18, well, not for the last 18 months, um, since I completed um, working the steps as outlined in the big book with my OA sponsor, I have um, been working step 10. Like, I have never paid this much attention to step 10 in the over 20 years that I've uh, come to All Readers Anonymous. And, um, you know, step 10 is saving my life today. Um, And this is to continue this way of living and clean up new mistakes as we go along. Um, The day before yesterday, I fell short of my relationship goals with my significant other and um, said something hurtful to them, said something to them that I knew was going to be hurtful. And um, I um, was um, humbled, embarrassed, um, sad, um, and this step um, saved my life, my recovery, um, and continues to allow my higher power to change my relationship with my significant other. I was able to humble myself and go to him and admit my wrong. He he wasn't interested in hearing it. Um, he was mad. And, uh, you know, me, I, I thought, uh, oh, this won't make him mad. I'll just make him stop and then I'll get my way and that's not how life goes and um, so I'm so grateful um, that I did a a step 10 around it and um, also included it in my nightly inventory as uh, a mistake that I made Um, and thank God I have a way in step 10 to write new mistakes as I go along I don't have to keep um, keep these things and beat myself up over them and end up picking up food. Um, and it's certainly not an overnight matter, and my sponsor helped me um, to, um, and my 10-step partner both helped me to, to, uh, to really surrender to that, you know, like 
not an overnight matter. This is um, my character defects are relieved in God's time, not in my time. Um, and, you know, working step 10 and doing personal inventory and continuing to write any new mistakes as I go along is a, um, is, should continue for my lifetime. And um, I'm grateful for a way to clear up the harms I do every day. Um, so that's all I have. Thanks. Thank you so much. That was the R. And before I take names for, from people who would like to share on what was read, uh, just a reminder that we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day. So if you shared on Thursday or Friday on any of the vision meetings, please hold back so we can allow other people's voices to be heard. And uh, also, let me just say, please say just your first name, and I'll do my best to hear everyone who wants to share. So who would like to be on the list? Shanna C., Katie G. from Boston. All right. Anyone else? Julie K. Shelly Burns from Edina, Minnesota. Who was that the last the last year? Shelly from Edina, Minnesota. Shirley, okay. Okay, anyone else before I start? Kathy S. Kathy S. All right, here's who I have, and if I don't have your last initials, and also you could say where you were located when, when you come on. I have Shanna. Did I have that name correctly, Shanna? Liz E, UK. Hey, yeah. Yes, this is Shanice. Honey, did you get Katie? I did. I said your name. Yes, Katie. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear. Excuse That's me. That's okay. All right, go Liz ahead. Liz E U K. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Shanna. We can hear you now. Good morning. This is Shanice, uh, grateful recover compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Uh, thanks so much for leading the meeting and. Uh, for Nancy's uh, lead, um, yeah, step 10 is, I, I, I just love the simplicity of it, uh, and like so many others uh, may have felt and shared and I've heard, uh, you know, I really complicated steps 10, 11, and 12 for a long time, and without realizing just the simplicity of being able to literally follow those clear, concise directions in those six sentences. Um, I thought that I was going to have to suffer with feelings, you know, and sit in this stuff and wallow in it as a punishment in order to learn my lesson so that I become entirely willing and all of this stuff. You know, the problem with that is I, can, I don't handle feelings well. I never have been able to. I'm not cured of this, this disease of, of spirit and body. I don't do well with it. And thank God for this way of life that enables me not to stuff my feelings, but I don't have to sit and wallow. Um, and so when these things crop up, it flat out says in that one word, when, I am not cured of the ism, you know. 
selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, fear are going to crop up because I'm still human and I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to want my way, period, at times. Over time, you know, I'm able to ask, you know, well, I'm able to ask God, okay, I'm disturbed about something. So the object is to get undisturbed. So rather than turning to the food to get undisturbed, I'm turning to direction, good orderly direction, God, my understanding, you know. um, So I, I take these spiritual actions, which inevitably is turning my will over to the care of God as I understand him. So I take these these spiritual actions, okay? I ask God, okay, I'm, I'm being selfish right now. I'm hurting because I'm not getting my way because I'm afraid and I'm mad about it. God, please remove this stuff. Okay, my thinking's messed up somewhere. I'm humbled enough to know that I, I can't stay in this spinning thinking. Call my sponsor, text my sponsor, whatever, do a 10th step, get it straightened out, get to the truth. Do I owe an amend? I don't know. Maybe if I do, I do. Make the amend quickly. Get rid of this stuff promptly and without regret, right? Immediately turn my thoughts to someone I can help. And I don't necessarily have to actually, in a moment, in that particular moment, do anything. Sometimes it's just my thoughts, okay? If I pick up this food, I'm going to break my abstinence and I'm, I'm not going to be able to be helpful, Okay, that's turning my thoughts to someone I can help. If I'm turning to God, I'm going, how can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. I'm here to serve God, right? So I'm turning my thoughts to God. So the mind shifts, and God enables me that knowledge of his will and power to carry that out. Sometimes it feels like I'm doing it blindfolded. But the point is I'm getting out of self with these directions, and it works every time I try it. It may not be rainbows and butterflies every time, but it works. Thank God I haven't had to pick up food over it, over all this stuff. Anyway, I appreciate you guys. Happy Monday. It's been an awesome, awesome morning already, and so glad you guys are here. Thank you, Shanna C. And next we have Katie G. Good morning, Katie. Hey, Penny. Sorry about my listening ears this morning. I got confused. Anyway, good morning. This is Katie G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Boston. And I too just, I'm just so grateful for step 10. Um, I've been in the rooms for, for 16 years though. And, um, I've had all sorts of iterations of step 10s. And, um, one of the biggest iteration that my sponsor is lovingly bringing to my attention is, um, that, that I can, like the point is for me to live in the world of the spirit, right? Which means that I live in the world Sorry, that's my dog. I live in the world with God, right? And I get disturbed. So the minute I'm not, you know, thinking of God and breathing God, I'm in danger, right? Because eating is going to be a step up. And the problem is, I just like to drink and dial. Like, I just like to be like, oh, who's going who's gonna to give me the right angle of approach to solve this issue so that I feel better? Oh, that person didn't give me what I want. So it like, it ignites my codependency. And I have to be careful because it really does say we entered the world of the spirit. And that is God, right? The whole point is not to find the perfect step 10. The whole point is to do the step 10 so I can get back in right relationship with God. So as we'll later find out, that first step is to ask God to remove it. And I too want to chime in, like, um, what is so amazing about 10 and 11 is how cyclical they are. So 
for me, um, you know, my priorities recently have been, you know, how can I be the best wife I can be? How can I be the best mom? And yesterday I made this whole nice dinner. I put on a dress, which is like new for me, put on some lipstick, boom, husband's coming home. Guess what? He'd already eaten. And so he didn't want the food. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like my script was like, we're going to ride off into the sunset like Prince and Princess Charming. And he screwed up. So, you know, I just started breathing and I was like, God, this is where I'm wounded. This is where I get hurt every time. I could feel the self-righteousness in my chest. He had ruined my, he had not followed my script. And you know what? I just heard this voice being like, Katie, you can either be right and ruin the rest of your evening or you can be happy. And thank God, thank God I want to be happy. And so I was able to do, I was able to go back and put a smile on my face and realize it wasn't that important. The dinner wasn't that good anyway. I'm not that good of a cook, right? And so what's so amazing is that I then can look at the defects that are coming up for me, look at them in the light of six and seven, look at them in the light at, at 11, see thematically where I'm going wrong. Like my common defects are inflexibility and intolerance. And how can I practice the opposite? So, you know, that's the whole point. Get me in the world of the spirit. And it just, I continue to fall out. I can go back over and over again. And I don't have to eat. And that's the uh, amazing thing. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Penny. Thank you, Katie G. And next we have Julie K. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, Penny. Thank you so much for your service. Hi, everyone. I'm Julie K. I'm a compulsive overeater and food addict. Um, and Step 10 saved my life um, over and over and over. It has saved my marriage. It has saved my career. It has saved me in every aspect of my life because life gets lifey. And even when I think that I am spiritually fit, fit the great I thinks, um, I'm not always. And, you know, one of the areas that I am least spiritually fit, I am noticing, is around my relationship with my mom. And May and June are tough because my son's birthday is the end of May, my mother's birthday is today, um, end of the school year concerts and plays and involves a lot of family time, extended family time. Um, and so I have to, if I am truly walking in the sunlight of the spirit, I have to be very mindful of how often, um, how long, you know, and the, what kind of interaction I have with my mom or else I am going to be doing 10 steps every second of every day. And, you know, it happened this weekend. I saw her last week on Wednesday for my son's birthday. I had my mom and my sister and my niece over for dinner on Saturday to celebrate my mother's birthday a little early. And I was off theme yesterday. Um, and so what I've, and, and one of my character defects is a disassociation, you know, where I disconnect from my emotions and from myself. And what I've learned to do to help manage that is to listen. So when I hear my wife say, are you okay, more than once, I know that that's a sign for me to, to take personal inventory. And if I have done something wrong, which I often have, so when I've done something wrong, I promptly admit it. And I'm able to connect it to, you know, X, Y, and Z. And that in and of itself is a miracle. 
Um, and that's where, that's how I use the tenth step. I just have to ask God to help me to pay attention, to not dissociate from my emotions and to be connected. And, you know, if I'm not, I have to really take a look at that and step up and say, you know what, this is what was happening. I'm so sorry. Here's how I'm going to, you know, amend this behavior moving forward. And that's really hard for me because I like to be right all the time. And I don't like to admit when I'm wrong or when I've hurt you. Um, and so the 10th step really, really helps me to have a script to be able to do that. And for that, I am eternally grateful. So happy Monday, everyone. And with that, I pass. Thank you. That was Julie Kay. And Shirley, you're next. And would you give us your the initial of your last name, please? Shirley? Okay. Okay, we're going to circle back to Shirley, and now I'm, go- I'm going to call on Kathy S. This is Shelly from Minnesota. Oh, okay. Oh. Go ahead, Shirley. I'm sorry, Kathy. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I, uh, I, uh, people are afraid of people with schizophrenia. Well, I have it, and I'm not a scary person, but it's, it affects my frontal lobes, and I studied it. But for me, crossing boundaries is a big deal. Since the pandemic, pandemic and social unrest, I overreact and call manager to say, call every apartment building, every apartment in the building and pray. Then I, I just think God wants me to do certain things to help people. And there's a man in the building yes, who works here. And we talked in the morning when I first moved here. Gradually, I fell in love with him. And when I really fell in love with the man, we have we haven't gotten involved. He doesn't want to, but I become obsessed. This is the third time in my life that I think I put notes under his door, and I really harassed him as well as I wanted to. I thought I was making him feel good because he, he was divorced. And actually, I didn't make him feel good. He's a very kind man, so he didn't ra- get raged for or get angry or tell me to knock it off. But now I sit downstairs in the po- lobby waiting for a ride to go to this club I'm in that I volunteer for adults with a mental illness. And there's other men that come down there. They tease him. He's so kind, he, he laughs with it. And I said, what a couple of times I got after those people. And uh, I exaggerate my problem. I'll admit my problem. I exaggerate the difference between teasing and bullying. So about a month ago, I said to them, before they came down to other people, I said, do you think they're bullying you? And he said, no, they're cheating. It's cheesy. All my friends tease me. Well, now I, I read about obsessiveness on the computer. So just sit down there with the person and get to know them. So 
I try not to talk to him. I just listen. Why do I say things that are benign? But as far as the Bible, the Bible and the Ten Steps are important to me. Because otherwise, like I said on the bus coming home from somewhere, oh my, I say I got to read the Bible when I get home. I, I don't know what I'm thinking about. Worrying about so many things, so it does help me, and I, I really am trying to reach out. But as far as my food and, and, and making amends and hurting people, I have I work out of that. But surely that's just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hello. That's time. You can fit, finish. Just wrap up, please. Well, boundaries. When I have get-togethers, I have a lot of them with different groups. Yes, boundaries. And thinking I'm always right and I have a message to help people all the time. Yes, that is something I have to work on. I appreciate, I appreciate people listening. Thank you. Thank you, Shirley. Um, okay, and now Kathy S., please. Thanks, Penny. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. And um, looking at these lines in the paragraph, this thought brings us to step 10, and it made me think about, well, what thought? And so referring to the prior sentence, they will, speaking of the promises, they will always materialize if we work for them. Excuse me. So the promises, they will always, I mean, that's a promise in and of itself, always materialize. But the condition is that we've got to work for them. And how do we work? We do step 10. So any, I've had people ask me, like, how do you come up, you know, I do a lot of step 10 people that know me, and I love this step because it encompasses all of them. And basically, what what constitutes a step 10 is anything that violates the, the uh, promises up there, when I'm not in peace, um, when I'm in a place of self-pity, when I am acting out in self-seeking, judgment, when I am afraid of something financially and I'm feeling that fear of scarcity, these are opportunities to do step tens. This is a way of living because I come from a world of alcoholism where everything is distorted and exaggerated. It's it's as described on page 100, I think it's 108 of the big book. And, um, and so I have to get my thinking brought back around. And uh, it, it usually is because I am looking at myself or I'm depending on myself, others, or circumstances rather than God for what I'm really looking for, which is peace. And um, I love how it says here, our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. That's why we all talk about, you know, even though I'm in recovery, I do a lot of step 10s because I'm continuing to grow. My understanding continues to expand every time I do a 10th step. One of my favorite sections, I use the character defects worksheet, and uh, and it there's a section called in, it's titled inconsiderate, but it's, there's a line in there, have I considered? And that's where God really turns things around for me. Have I considered that this was not personal or have I considered that this, whatever happened was exactly as it's supposed to be. And then all of a sudden I feel like this release. 
and I can see things from a new angle. And the disturbance just, it fades away. And then, and then I follow it up with a prayer, you know, the seventh step prayer that God removes these defects and, and, uh, and I humbly rely upon him. It's like a whole new spiritual experience every time I do them. So um, love this step and just so grateful for this fellowship. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much. That was Kathy S. And before I take more names, let me just remind everybody where we are. We are on page 84 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which this, um, the sentence that begins, this brings us to step 10. We're reading through just six sentences, ending with, it should continue for a lifetime. And so um, whoever would like to share, please give me your, just your name and last initial. Liz E, UK. Liz E. Who else, please? Barbara E. from New Jersey. Barbara E. Okay. Anyone else before we begin sharing? Kathy C. Kathy C. This was a good time to get in here, especially if you've not shared um, in a while or never. Alex B. from St. Louis. Is it Alex? Alex with a C. Alex. Okay. Okay, let's just go with those people that I have. Lizzie, Barbara E., Kathy C., and Alex Please give me your last initial when you share. Lizzie. Go Good ahead. morning. Good morning. My name is Liz E. from the UK in Bristol in southwest England. Thank you very much, everybody, for your service here today. Um, wow. Um, this thought. So this is something that happens in my head. Um, so, and my head is a bit of a crazy place. So that's what, when, when, when something comes into my head that disturbs me, I need to take action. This is what I am learning. And it says step 10, which suggests we continue. So we do the steps and we continue every single day to, uh, take personal inventory. And that word personal is important. I'm not taking my neighbors. I'm not taking my daughters. I'm not taking my sisters. I'm not taking my employers, my inventory, because this is about my behavior. And for me, this is just the most enormous self-awareness program. And how do I press the self-destruct button? And by working the steps and having people challenge me and talk to me and learning through this amazing meeting, I learn more and more that I do things that mess up my life and other people's lives. So what is my impact on the world around me? And this is what I am learning. Because guess what? I can do something about it. And guess what? The, the thing that comes up all the time is I get disturbed by other people, places and things. And I have to learn not to be disturbed by those things. But by doing the step 10, it helps me. And then I need to turn myself to service. 
And this process is just the most amazing, illuminating experience. And to set right any new mistakes as we go along and vigorously. And so this is something I have to do as part of my life. This isn't something I just add on every now and again. This is how I do my life today. And I need to do this every day, one day at a time. Anyway, anybody who's a shy sharer, just do that star one, share. It's just so important to show up and share. Thanks a million. Thanks for your service. Bye. Thank you, Lizzie. And next we have Barbara E. Morning, Barbara. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, everyone, all of you who are helping me with my program every single day. Well, I have to say, um, my spiritual blockers, I prefer to call them blockers than defects, my passive-aggressive tendencies, my fear of my own inadequacies, my narcissism, covering my insecurities by putting others down, by judging others. I try to practice the principles, especially the principles of, of personalities, um, program, not personalities. Um, and I stop judging others because if I spot it, I got it. I can't convince myself I'm superior or inferior because that's just me edging uh, God out. I had to stop being a chameleon, becoming what I think you want me to be. Humility to see what I can do better. And that's why I need to do multiple 10 steps with sisters from this program that I can trust to set me on the right path again. Because jealousy and manipulating others is not a good place in my head. I had to stop gossiping and maligning people, lying, defiant, that kept me really insecure. So again, I say those 10 steps put me on the road where towards my due north, and I have to stop comparing myself to others and coming up short. I found out I had to treat myself with compassion for myself, to love myself so I can love others. And stop regretting the past. It's gone. There's nothing I can do about it. But I can look forward today. I can stop worrying about the future. I can stop sitting on my pity pad. Make that 10th step again. And not say, oh, if they only followed my directions. I recognize my emotions today. I allow and accept them. And anger is a normal emotion. I do believe that but it's how I use it. I must investigate this anger when I have it and nurture it and accept I'm not a bad person, but a sick person trying to recover. So I go to bed if I'm lucky, a recovered addict, but tomorrow I have to wash, rinse, repeat, say my prayers, go to a meeting, make outreach calls, sponsor, 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 and make those 10 steps to set me on the right path again. Thank you, everyone, for doing service. Have a wonderful Monday. I pass. Thanks, Barbara E. And next, um, calling on Kathy C. Good morning. My name is Kathy C. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Montreal, Canada. 
Thank you, everyone, for your service. Um, you know, this uh, personal inventory that we've just done, right, and it asks us we have to continue it, and it's with vigor, just like it told us at the very beginning of step four, right, we have to vigorously do this action. It is an action step. And so I asked myself, why, why do I have to keep doing this? Like, I've done it. I made my amends. Like, why? I, I, you know, why is this, you know, so it's telling me I have to continue it? Well, because it's this way of living is now because I entered the world of the spirit, right? So I'm not in my self-centered anymore. So the tendency here is that I will get back into that self-centeredness. So it's telling me that in order for me to get out of my self-centeredness, which is the root of my problem, I have to see what's going on inside internally, not externally, because uh, that didn't work. That would still be me playing God, right? And the first requirement was for me to see that I had to quit playing God. It's not my, not my job. My job is just to put myself in service to God and to my fellow friends. And that's what the function is, to grow in understanding and effectiveness of myself, of how I show up. Is God everything or is God nothing? Is it still me trying to run the show? Am I being understanding and effectiveness towards, towards my own connection to God, to my relationship to God, and to others? Right? Was this helpful? Are my thoughts helpful? Are they loving? No. There's a disturbance there. So I have to look at myself inside me. The world as I see it is in me. So my new way of, of living is really becoming other-centered, being conscious here and asking God, how am I to be with this? Why am I disturbed? And then the, the skill set I just learned, oh my God, let's jump into it. Where am I selfish? How's my thinking? Why do I think my way should be the way? What's my dishonest thinking? Where am I jumping to all these conclusions? They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Poor me. Look at me. This is going to, you know, and, I'll, and the fear, of course, right? So this is what the way of living is for me. It's spiritual. It's building this relationship with power because I can't do it by myself because I would have if I could have. So this is a decision I made in step three is to continue this. Is to rely on God, not on myself. And I do this daily and I continue. So when? For my whole life. Why? Because I, I will be alive. <laughs> for as long as I'm alive, for as long as I think, for as long as I feel, you know, I, I, I need to do this. And it's the best, best place to be. I just am just beyond grateful for this, this program and this higher power. You know, it helped me grow and love, uh, you know, my life and all you. I pass. Thank you. Everyone have a good day. Thank you so much, Kathy C. Uh, and next, we have Alec. Alec, please tell us the initial of your last name. Hi, this is Alec B. from St. Louis. Um, good morning, everyone. Thank you uh, for being here. Thank you for your presence and for your prayers. Um, yeah, I'm in the middle of the, the ninth step right now and looking towards the 10th and the 11th and beginning to put them into practice as I continue to make my amends. But I'm just so grateful at how this process, after several months of abstinence, so this process is moving towards this deeper uh, inner freedom and transformation that I, I didn't know before. And, and that God is doing something new and something uh, magnificent if, if I only let God continue the work. Um, I was at my college reunion this weekend with my mom. She, she went to the same school. 
And on the drive up, I made my amends to her. And I was very nervous and very, you know, uh, you know, flustered at how to proceed. But I just sort of trusted the process. And, and after making that personal inventory in step four, was able to just share with her um, what I did wrong and apologize. And it, it really was this, uh, yeah, she was able to receive that. She was able to receive that and allow me to continue on um, in, in a new way. And then even at the end of the weekend, you know, I noticed I was able on the way back to actually make a little smaller amends or something I said that weekend. And so even in that moment, right, making this bigger amends at the beginning, and then as the, the weekend proceeded, um, and I made amends with other old friends along the way, but uh, to even put 10 steps into, into practice right then and to say, oh, and this other, right, immediately, almost immediately being able to just make the amends um, and to continue to watch, right, to continue to, to watch for these things that are not of the spirit and to help me set right any new mistakes along the way immediately. And um, it was just a, a really helpful time to reflect on, on how much freedom uh, God has brought me so far and how much more there is to come, right? There's so much more uh, freedom if I continue along this path of trust and of surrender. And, um, and so I'm really excited to continue with step nine to enter into step 10, 11, and God willing, 12, and help uh, others who are still suffering to know uh, this God who loves them and cares for them and wants to free them. Um, and so with that, uh, I pass. I thank you, Alex B. from St. Louis. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Alex B. And uh, we have time for at least three, maybe four more shares. So um, I'm listening for anyone who'd like to um, share now. Sarah, Kathy W. Hold on. Say yes. Who was before Kathy W? Monica Delaware. Someone. Okay, I think I heard Craig. And let's go. Craig, did I hear you, Craig F? Yes. Okay, so somebody before Kathy. Delaware. Who from Delaware? Monica. All right, here's who I have. Okay, I have Sarah M., Kathy W., Craig, and Monica. And let's see, I don't know, we'll see if we can get all of you in. Go ahead, Sarah M., please. Okay. Uh, Sarah M. from Massachusetts, may I be heard? Can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Yes. I don't think Sarah can hear us. One more time, Sarah. Hello? I'm I'm here right now, Penny. Um, Yes. Go ahead. So uh, Saturday, um, I attended a party this past Saturday with some family members. And, of course, I have a large family, eight kids in my family, so there's a lot of dynamics there. So um, I took a couple of good ribbings from a brother. And, you know, it kind of set me back a little bit. And then I noticed uh, when I got home, and even yesterday morning, I could tell I was really starting to think about it, and it was kind of disturbing me. Um, And I was starting to rehash the story in my mind and make it a little bigger than it was maybe. So I took it to a step 10, thank you God for step 10, and immediately once I did, I could start to see, you know, what was playing out, the dishonesty in my thinking. 
you know, I was coming up with a whole story that really didn't have any facts to it. You know, it was a total dishonesty in my believing and, you know, self-seeking, fear, all, all the character defects were at play there. So I worked it out with the fellow in the step 10 and, you know, put it in God's hands. And then I didn't talk about it. I didn't even think about it for the rest of the day. Uh, and I was of service to other people. And poof, it was gone. It no longer was bothering me. And, uh, you know, in the past, I would have taken that. And that would have lasted for days. I would have told everybody in my family about what he had said. You know, and it, it just would have festered, festered, festered. And thank you, God, I don't have to do that today. I could release that in a very short time if I just put my mind to work these steps and just take the action, do the step 10. And, you know, I'm relieved of it. I'm so grateful that I don't have to walk around with a head of crazy anymore um, due to these steps, due to God's grace. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Sarah M. And now, Kathy W., it's your turn. Hi, this is Kathy W. from Michigan, a compulsive overeater. <clears throat> yes, I've been uh, involved with a sponsor related to this vision for you, which has been really a miracle in my life. I'm working through the steps pretty quickly, which is really healing, and working up to step nine and into step 10. And the despair of all the wrongs I've done is true. It's grievous. And the ability to walk hand in hand into the sunshine of the spirit is is what's prompting me to go further. It's uh, heard many times. It's a simple program, but it's not easy. And I'm definitely feeling that today. So I thought I'd pop in and say hi, and I thank you. Well, thank thank you, Kathy W. And next, Craig. Good morning, Craig F. Good morning, Penny. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Recovered, but uh, apparently unable to uh, wake up to my alarm every morning. Uh, I apologize for that. Um, If you have a water heater in your house, and and if you live in a house, you have a water heater, uh, no doubt. It, on that water heater is a thing called a pressure release valve, a pop-up valve. And the function of that valve is that if the burner on the water heater gets stuck on, uh, the water heater would build up pressure until it exploded. And so the pop-up valve, the, the pressure release valve, uh, will uh, go off before that happens and allow the the uh, overheated water to escape and because it expands as of course as it gets hotter and and that that is the function of the tenth step i believe it's uh it, it acts as a pop-off valve as a pressure relief mechanism when the uh, pressure of life and the internal pressure from the buildup of human emotion becomes uh so large and so rather than explode rather than have to go and and eat uh over those things this this step 10 provides us with uh uh that mechanism to 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 avoid that buildup of human emotion um it says in the in this reading that as uh we cleaned 
up the path. That, in other words, uh, this is the one step uh, I've been heard it explained on here that this is the one step that we get to do out of order. Uh, you know, as we're doing the the steps five, uh, four through nine, as we're cleaning up the past, we we need to learn how to do this because we no longer have the food to tamp down our emotions. We need this pop up valve to uh, to release those emotions. We need this this step ten to uh, to uh, understand uh, our part in these things. You know, and it begins in how it works, where uh, in how it works is the the big book defines selfishness. You know, it talks about the the director uh, uh, being the director and telling people where to stand. And so, uh, you know, uh, right then we're beginning to learn how to do step ten because the first question in step ten was where was I selfish and you know where was I where was I dishonest where was I resentful where was I fearful and so uh, this thing this this. Uh, relief mechanism that we're about to learn how to do uh, needs to be put in place because without the food, we're likely to build up pressure and we don't want to blow. So uh, it, it has been a lifesaver for me. Uh, a lot of my tent steps come around other drivers when I, when I drive. And so uh, a lot of, but some of them come around other things and, and uh, it allows me to not have to uh, to stew in these things and to let the pressure build. And, and I'm grateful for that, I'm grateful for this program. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Craig Gaff. Monica, we have two minutes for you. Are you able to do that? Hi, Monica from Delaware. Yes. Thank you so much for your service, and I love you all. Monica Compulsive Overeater. And I was hoping Craig would go before me. <laughs> that was helpful. Uh, yes, I had a situation uh, this week with my mom. She fell, and thank God she's okay. You know, she's 93, but I'm telling you, she's a tough 93. Uh, and, uh, you know, and my sister, my older sister, was, you know, just like throwing up at me with words about how, you know, all this stuff that she is and I'm not and all this. And I'm like, I was like, oh, couldn't. Uh, but I, you know what I did? I did a 10 step. And I had to do a few on this, believe it or not. And uh, what really helped, thank you, everybody, is that once I talk about it, not, not keep talking about it and help others. And another thing, I could do as many step 10s as I want, but I really sometimes and need to make uh, set boundaries with people. Not in a harsh way. But the thing is, I can also allow people to just, uh, you know, talk down to me and things like that. Thank you all. I love you. And have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you so much, Monica. And that concludes our sharing for this portion of the meeting. Um, Thank you to everyone who shared and everyone who gave service. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Monday, June 5th, 2023, is 20,322, 20322. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer, 
Will Kathy S. please read that selection for us? Yes, thanks, Penny. This is Kathy S., again, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little, and God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.